Friends, what a day it is today. It's Good Friday, indeed. Good Friday, and um, th that word Good Friday, for many people, it's really a very difficult, you know, um, word to talk about. Because uh, many people often ask and query where the goodness is when someone is actually dying. Because on this day, Good Friday is the day when we commemorate and observe, you know, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our Savior. But on this day, um, in today's message, which is titled, The Compelling Cross of Christ, um, particularly going to focus on the word, it is finished, which Jesus utters when he is hanging there on the cross. So that's the word that I'm going to focus on more in today's message, it is finished. And um, we can acknowledge that it is, there's nothing so satisfying as seeing a, a hard job completed. You can imagine maybe there's some work to do in the garden. And after a very busy day, a very hardworking day in the garden, you know, that, that sigh of relief you know, to see the hard job having been completed. But uh, on Jesus, when he's hanging on the cross, to say it is finished, this is an utterance of agony. It is finished is not one of relief as such, but of triumph. Because as he hangs on the cross, and when he says it is finished, he is expressing, you know, that um, um, expression of, accomplishment. By accomplishment, we want to recognize that in the mystery of the incarnation, in which we appreciate and acknowledge that Jesus Christ, you know, from John uh, chapter 1, where he tells us that the word became flesh, and in that mystery of incarnation, Jesus Christ came into the world to dwell among us. He became part of us. He became one of us. To fulfill God's mission, which was actually being to come and preach the forgiveness of God, to come and heal the sick, to come and, you know, save the lost. That was the mission of Christ. So hence, when he says it is finished, in other words, he is saying, Father, I have accomplished, I have completed the task you gave me. But we need also to realize that this task, the only way that Jesus would actually accomplish this task was through his death. And hence, Jesus had to be crucified. As we realize and appreciate today that on Good Friday, Jesus had to be crucified on the cross. In the Roman Empire, crucifixion was regarded as the most humiliating and painful of all penalties. It was confined to slaves and foreigners. But of course, Roman citizens were exempt of the death on the cross. We want to also notice that dying on the cross was a very cruel death in the case of Jesus Christ as he dies on the cross for you and for me. We read that from the story there were two people crucified together with Jesus Christ on this day. 
So we are talking of three crosses in one goal. Of those three crosses, the other two, for me, as far as I'm concerned, they are of less significance because today on Good Friday, we put our focus on the cross of Jesus. Hence, once again, the title of today's message, The Compelling Cross of Christ. What is in this cross? What is there in this cross? Because today, as an image before us today, we can see the sign of the symbol of a cross here. What is there in this cross? The cross of Christ, of course. The cross of Jesus Christ, it saves and gives life to those perishing. The cross of Christ gives hope to the downtrodden. So for me, in other words, I'm saying there is power in the cross of Jesus Christ. In this cross, there is power. Power to transform people's lives. You know what? The cross of Jesus Christ provided redemption for mankind. Because by his cross, Jesus purchased believers out of the slave market. I can imagine. Because you remember in Genesis, the fall, where we read about the fall. Humankind got to a point of separation. Humankind got to a point of alienation, being separated from God because of sin. And there was no plan other than for Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to come, to be a ransom, to come and pay. Because by his death on the cross, he paid for sinners to be freed for sinners to be set free and to be saved and hence to be brought back, to be restored, to come back into fellowship with God. So when Jesus says it is finished, I like the Greek translation of this word, it is finished. Because in Greek, the word reads tetelestai. And this word in Greek tetelestai was sometimes written on a discharged bill, it meant paid in full. It meant paid in full. Maybe you have been in a restaurant, you have been in a wonderful place, after having had your, your meal, wonderful meal, and then, of course, you then get a receipt. But here I want to understand that it would be sort of like stamped. There would be a stamp to say, Paid in full. So when anyone sees you walking out, of course you have every right to walk out. Because you have paid for your meal, you have paid for your dessert, and you can walk out because you have paid in full. So on the cross of Jesus Christ, that's what we envision. That's what we see happening. That on the cross, people who had been burdened by sin, people who had been separated, people who had, who had that wall between themselves and God, now by his death on the cross, he says, it is finished. Tetelestai. Your sins have been paid for. You and me at once, we were in debt. We owed a debt that we could not pay, that we could not even afford, but through Jesus Christ's death on the cross, the cross the compelling cross, 
It is powerful. The power in the cross that can cancel by his death on the cross, he cancels all the deaths. He cancels all the whatever grudges and things that we owed to you know to God. Hence, they have been cancelled. Everything has been paid in full. He paid a debt he did not owe. He died on your behalf and on my behalf. He paid a debt that we could not afford. He had to be on the cross in your place and in my place. He says it is finished. And by that, friends, this is now our day as we say Good Friday. It is a day on which through his cross, through his death, we are brought back to enjoy because by his death he reconciles us with the Father. Hence we have every reason to celebrate this day. That it is a day on which he brings us back to God after our fall. You and me, you, we, we know that. So often times, many times we have fallen. We have fallen from the grace. We have fallen from his glory. But on Good Friday, what a day. On the cross, it is paid. On the cross, it is finished. And in John chapter 1 verse 12, you know, the gospel writer says, to those who received him, he gave them the authority to become children of God. So on the cross, it is an event of reconciling us so that once again we can enjoy that fellowship. Once again, we can enjoy the relationship with God, him as our father, and we as his children. We are God's children. On the cross, my beloved friends, we can see the power of the cross which forgives sinners. On the cross, we remember, as St. Luke records in his account, where Jesus prays for his executioners. In his prayer, Jesus actually says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. This is according to Luke. So I'm saying the cross, the compelling cross of Christ, there is power that also forgives. Jesus is requesting for the forgiveness of his executioners. For your, forgi for your forgiveness. For my forgiveness. Because in this we can learn that he does not take a record. He does not keep a record. As he hangs there on the cross, nailed, nailed in his hands, nailed on his feet, nails in his, in his hands and feet, nails, the torture, the pain, the suffering. Yet, my friends, I am very much encouraged and actually challenged that on the cross, Jesus can still forgive. In all this agony, he can still say, Father, forgive them. So may the power of the cross help us to forgive others as we have also been forgiven. On the cross, God allowed his perfect son to die for the sake of every wrong thing we have ever done. On the cross, he says, you can be given another chance. It doesn't matter 
whatever you've done. It doesn't matter how much you've done. But on the cross, through his death, your life has purpose and meaning. You are forgiven and loved by a savior who died for you and for me. This is the word from God that on the cross we can come as we are. Under the foot of the cross we can come and plead for his mercy and for his grace. So my brother and my sister in Christ just come under the feet of the cross. You are loved and you are forgiven. Amen.